10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's do some complaining, Robbie. Aw, yeah. Hey, hello. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Post Credits, our live show that we do every weekend. Um, This may very well be the last one for the year. I'm not sure, actually. Uh, yeah, things are getting a little bit dicey with the holidays coming up. And so all of us have plans on what we're going to be doing. And it's not all completely lighting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not lining up nearly as much as it did last year. That's for sure. Uh, also, uh, my name is Jirai Archuleta, joined by Robbie. Hello. And then on the other end of the Internet, I believe Sam is here also. Um, uh, yeah. I'm on yeah, the Internet. Sure. Uh, more sad <laughs> are probably hearing that there is not me. He's not present. Uh, he will also not be on the episode that will be going up on Thursday. Or if you're listening to this on the archive, it's an episode that went up yesterday or two days ago. I think these are uploaded on Saturday now. I can't remember what I do with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So hi, live show here. We're here doing live show thing. Um, things and lives and shows. Yeah, and things I'm, I'm and weekends. gonna I'm gonna open up. Uh, Robbie and I's uh, alcohols here. So, Ugh. there's the Robbie's alcohol. There's my pineapple cider. Yeah, yeah. You know, only the hard stuff for me, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm also going to open up my uh, Angry Orchard here. Ah, oh, there we go. Um, Sam, I wonder how much that came through? The thing opening? Yeah. Oh, how did it go through very well, Sam? Yes. Nice. Good, because it sounded oh, no. cool. I mean, I heard some clanking. I heard a yeah, lot of clanking. That's all. Oh, you didn't hear the kiss. Also, I don't have any alcohol, sadly. Oh, you must not feel happy. No, not really, but I also wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Sam, also, <laughs> I'm not sure if you know this or not, but you left your alcohol here. Which might be why you don't I have know, alcohol yeah. there. Uh, I just realized well, that this evening, and so I'm going to drink it after I drink this Angry Orchard. Okay. I'm curious to see what you think about that double cream, double the fun. <laughs> I don't know it's what it's called. All right. You've been alone too long. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any alcohol. I just took some chocolate. <laughs> oh, oh! So you're gonna be real loopy in a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Sometimes chocolate tastes wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I've never had chocolate, uh, but every time that you have chocolate, uh, you seem to have quite the experience. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I feel like there's some subtle nuances I'm not going on when it comes to this. <laughs> Is it chocolate. I don't know about subtle. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I, uh, 
I'm going to ask Robbie first about uh, his Jardex collection thing. Yeah, so because I've been playing those for a little while, um, I got frustrated while playing Control. And so I was just like, screw this. I'm playing something easy for a little while and decided to go through the Dreadx Collection 3, which is it's always kind of hit and miss with those games. But I think that's what I kind of like about it, because it is very much like someone just got a bunch of indie developers and said, like, hey, we're doing a game jam for a week. Do you want to make a horror game for us based off this theme? And for the Dread X3, it was actually spoopy games. Spoopy. So, spoopy. So games that kind of have like a cute exterior, but are kind of horrifying when you look deep down into them. Question. You know, spoopy. Did anybody make a spoopy Snoopy? Kind of, but no. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this one, I think they had like 12 days to make the games. And so they're, they're varying quality. Uh, this is also the game that like, uh, they take what's happening with like you actually like choosing the games and everything and like kind of tied the first, second and third game together into like one cohesive story for all of it. Cause like the first one is literally like, you're just looking into a mirror and like each one, of, like there's like little divots of each game on the mirror. And then the second game you're locked inside of a house and you have like some kind of disease and to tell if you still have cognitive function, you have to find these VHS tapes and each VHS tape you find is uh, a different game that you play. And in the third one, uh, you find out that the guy who's been narrating it the whole time is actually the person you're playing as this entire time. And each time that he looks into the mirror or plays one of those VHS tapes, or in this case, literally just talks to a ghost, he's like literally just talking to a ghost and like living a story that they lived in their life. And like, apparently uh, this isn't so much a virus that's happening as much as it's kind of uh, like a paranormal thing that's happening. And the easiest way to explain it is like, he's basically has Dr. Manhattan in his head, like a version of Dr. Manhattan in his head. Huh? Cause like he, cause like first you call him a ghost. He's like, I'm not a ghost. Ghosts don't exist. We're going to talk to these uh, past lives for a second though. So kind of like talking to ghosts. No, not ghosts, past lives, and, like <laughs> doing dumb things like that. And you're doing this in kind of like this kind of fun little cell shaded area or for this castle. And like each time you talk to a ghost, you're playing a different game for that one. Um, I think one of my favorite ones, just because of like the weird meta of all of it was, um, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, was this one wherever like you play as this uh you go to like this little cute area and like you're talking to this donkey who really likes to eat apples and you have to like help him collect apples while meeting all of his or all of his like little um his farm friends and like all of his farm friends are kind of like glitching out a little bit are everywhere and uh like one of them like you go to talk to them he's like and like while you're talking to them the eyes are just kind of like slowly floating away from the character (laughs) Like, not in a creep way, but, like, more like, oh, this game's broken kind of way. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, like, doing it very purposefully. And, like, there's, like, this very quick, like, no, please help me kind of text that happens at the end of the conversation while it's walking away. But it's, like, one of those you blink, you miss it kind of things. And then it goes to that to, like, where you go to its farm, but the gate is locked. It's, like, oh, how about you go look uh, in this area, really, or in an area they haven't seen yet. And, like, there's a fenced-off area that's now opened. You go there, and you see, like, a little blood trail there. And then like it zooms out and you're a game developer making the game right now, but it's kind of broken. And then like the second half of the game is like, you're taking all these different assets and trying to make a a new game uh, using this program that has, uh, I think uh, it's not clippy, but it's like basically a version of clippy. Yeah. That's like helping you make the game. And you end up finding out that like clippy is like kind of like, uh, you do like these puzzles to like make these games, like make these games work and like do these, all, all these different things to, make everything work and like you kind of find that the clippy is like torturing the program or the characters inside the program and like 
excuse me, like towards the end of it, it ends up turning like this weird eldritch horror thing to where like you have to cut off your own arm and put a duck in it and then put it in a pentagram and then like puts you into the game and like it turns to a first person mode game wherever like you're at the farm again, but you have a shotgun with you and there's like little zombie clippies that are coming at you trying to uh, kill you while you're saving all the farm animals. Huh? Yeah. The game gets weird, but in a yeah, good way. it seems like it gets weird. <laughs> yeah. Like there's like that one was probably one of the funner ones just cause like the meta of it. Cause like you're playing a game of a guy making a game and he's playing the game while he's making it. And then there's some other ones. Like there's another one wherever like it's basically like a 3d bullet hell is the best way I can describe it. Like imagine Sonic, but Sonic has a sword and like they're throwing bullets at him in a bullet hell fashion. So Returnal? I've never played Returnal, but sure. <laughs> Returnal is a, a third person like bullet hell. Okay, but yeah, that one is ba- basically like you collect crystals and kill God at the end of it. <laughs> nice. So <Yeah>. Returnal. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Returnal demaked into PS1 game. Like, ooh. Uh, I don't, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head because there's 12 games. All in all, uh, some of them were okay. Some of them were bad. Some of them were really good. Uh, just counts on like which game it was. But like, I kind of liked how they took everything and like kind of compiled it together. It's like one cohesive story so far with it. I thought that was really cool with it. And like I said, the, um, he just calls him P, I think, because his name's Prometheus is the yeah. guy that's in your head. And like you, he talks about how um, the reason why I compare him to Dr. Manhattan is because in the game, like he's kind of someone that like, oh, like, Everything is all happening all at or in my time before I got attached to you. Everything was always happening at once. It's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, say that I forgot to put my toys away whenever I was a child. I could remember it as an adult and then um, bring the memory to the child version of myself and get it done. And so, like, time was just all happening all at once, kind of like with Doctor Manhattan with him. That's pretty cool. And actually. so, like, yeah, it was kind of like they knew everything because like they had almost like a hive mind sense with all the other people that of his race. But whenever he went into his dimension, everything changed because like time isn't like you can't just move like from one timeline to the next. Like everything's happening in order with it. And so it was like basically a a God kind of freaking out because he's attached to a human during the entire thing. So that made it 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 was pretty interesting. But like, like I said, with the Dread X games, it's always kind of a tie in of like whether it's going to be good or not. I feel like with the next one, because like the fourth game in the series, because there's four of them. Uh, now is uh, the hunt and i think that one's gonna be interesting because they only have seven games for that one but i think they gave uh, all of the game developers two weeks to make the game if not longer oh just wow because uh and each game is supposed to be at least an hour long oh so it's just like each of them are supposed to like have their own like little um be like more of a game within itself yeah uh one thing i also did find kind of funny about the dreadx collection three though is one of the games that you play is literally like um, a WarioWare style game, and they call it Spookware. <laughs> and you're just like three skeletons that are gonna watch uh, uh, watch uh, a series of scary movies uh, all in order, and they're all like a bunch of WarioWare style mini games. I like that. Yeah, I so like they do that. It was a game inside of a game inside of a game with that yeah. one, and people actually liked that one so much that they uh, ended up making just Spookware, which is part of the Dreadx collection, but its own thing. And it's literally you're just like those three um skeletons playing all these different micro mini games and so like there's like a hundred different micro games inside that game that's awesome yeah i thought that was pretty cool too yeah i like that a lot yeah dreadx is pretty cool like but like i said because it's a a collection of games it's always varies like you never exactly know what you're gonna get but i kind of like that it's a it's like a box of chocolates yeah i I guess you could say that forrest gump (laughs) (laughs) um Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You. You. To make you have a lot of shit. 
sir. I was late on that. Ruin the illusion. I had to unmute myself. <laughs> That's why Forrest got back that way. He's high as fuck off those chocolates. Well, and he has AIDS. Probably. That too. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, uh, Evil Land 2 is actually pretty cool. Like I said uh, earlier, is like Evil Land 2 kind of has a, like a uh, time travel storyline, almost like Chrono Trigger in a weird way. Like you kind of have a little group of people that you uh, bring with you and, but, uh, and you kind of travel through time together. Uh, the main storyline of that one though, cause like the first game is literally like the game is building itself as you're playing it. So you don't even get a storyline until halfway through the first game. And it's huh. like, it's a very basic, Oh, like, Oh, Xanthios uh, is trying to destroy the world. You got to stop him kind of storyline. Yeah. Uh, very on the nose, final fantasy storyline. This one, uh, starts off with like um, saying that there is a, a war that was raging between demons and humans. And 50 years ago, the humans won the war against the demons. That's unrealistic. Yeah. Mm. Um, the thing is, is like the demons are just like, they're just called that, but like, they're just like a diff, almost like a different race of people, if you will, like elves or orcs or anything else like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, they won the war. Uh, you're basically start the game, like waking up in the forest, not knowing who you are, or how you got there. Uh, and like this girl finding you and it's like it's all 16 bit. It all kind of plays a little bit like like um, like a Zelda link to the past almost. And uh, well, that like mixed with Chrono Trigger. But yeah, kind of plays like that. Weird. It's a weird combo. It's a weird combo, but it works for this game. Uh, there's that. But like as you play throughout the game, you kind of find out that like the humans actually are kind of more the evil are kind of like the are the kingdom that like defeated the demons was kind of evil to begin with. And the demons were just more or less almost like indigenous people who are just trying to live, but the humans wouldn't li- just let them be. Oh, so this is about colonizers. A little bit, yeah. And like, <laughs> it it did a really good thing of like the bad guy, not so much being a bad guy as much as a guy who was wronged by humans and he feels like he needs to get revenge on them. Oh, so it's breaking back. No. <laughs> With less meth? <laughs> oh, boo! <Maybe. laughs> boo, less meth. <laughs> uh, the cool thing about that, though, is because like uh, like I said, whenever you jump through time, it gives you like different graphical settings. So like when you go back 50 years to like during the height of the war between the demons and the humans, it goes to, like old NES style instead of the 16 bit. And then when you go to the future, it's like PS2 style. Well, I don't even know if like PS2 style graphics like um, like, you know, the 3D remakes of like uh, Final Fantasy three and four and five that they made for the DS. I've not actually not seen footage of those. Okay, I was going to say if you like look up uh like look up Final Fantasy 3 um for the DS and like look at the graphics quality, it's kind of like that but higher resolution because I have a 1440p screen. All right, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. Like it, 3DS. Okay. Kind of like that, but higher resolution because my computer screen has a higher resolution than, say, um, yes, than a DS does. I would certainly hope so. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, it's like kind of that style. Oh, that's pleasant. Yeah. And it jumps between those, but like, I'm guessing it's going to go even further back in time to where it goes to like Game Boy graphics at some point. Just everything's going to be all green. Yeah, everything's going to be green and super pixelated. <laughs> uh, but like, it does that because it. it more or less evil land is kind of like a love letter to like old like old retro games and uh like because uh like i said a lot of it plays almost like a, a zelda link to the past and then but there are like certain sections like there's puzzle sections that, that are like are oats to other games and then like 
there's a, a running gun section that's kind of like Mega Man, and there's like a Metroidvania section that I played so far, and a bullet hell section, and one that was like straight up a Street Fighter thing. Like you, literally, one of the bosses is a Street Fighter fight. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, um, stuff like that. Like right, like God. The thing about that though is Evil Land Two is so much harder than Evil Land was. Like Evil Land One, I beat in an evening. And this one, like I put it down for a little while because it was kind of hard. And then I picked it back up and it's even harder now that I picked up the second time around. Like, oh, no, to give you a good example, like the tro- the steam trophies that they have for beating the, the first Evo Land game in the Legendary Edition. Something like 27 percent of the people who own the game have done that um, halfway through the game. When you get the third out of the or the third person in your party out of four people that you can get in your party, 12 percent of people who own that game have gotten that far. In Evil Land 2. Okay. Yeah. It, it gets stupidly hard. Huh. But it's still fun. Like, I, I'm looking forward to beating that. I think I'm, like, halfway through that game. Wow. So it's significantly longer. Yeah. Uh, I beat the first game. Like, taking my time, I beat the first game in, like, five hours. Uh, this one, I'm, like, eight hours into the game. And I'm, like, maybe halfway through. Damn. Nice. But yeah. Uh, if you like old retro-style games, like, this is very much a love letter to old retro games. I'd recommend it. Uh, the Legendary Edition came out like 2018, 2019. Evo Land is that just on Steam? Yeah, Evo Land Legendary Edition on Steam. Like it has both the games on it. Nice, cool, cool. Yeah, um, I... Sam. Yes. You had a book that you have started reading. You said. Well, not really reading, just listening to. Well, you have you a book too? that you've been consuming. Audio book you've been consuming. <laughs> yeah. Um, what book is this? Flowers in the Attic. Oh, Flowers in the Attic. Strange choice. You've probably, probably seen the movie. Nope. Yeah, I have. I have seen the movie. It was a very long time ago, and I don't think the movie was as incesty as this book. Yeah, uh, I know <laughs> of this book because I have a friend who has read this book. So yeah. I've seen the movie a lot on Lifetime. Whenever I was. <laughs> Uh, a wee lad because it was on Lifetime like every 20 minutes um, yeah the movie was pretty incesty really because I don't remember that <laughs> I'm fucking listening to the book and I'm like what the hell <laughs> yeah like that's kind of the I think people uh, lose that a lot because there's very much of like a whole abusive angle to it as well but like yeah it's there very is. incesty yeah that's yeah, how the book I'd... was go on I don't really remember like much about the movie because it's been a really long time since I've seen it and I was like a young kid so I probably wouldn't have picked up on that or if I did I blocked it out (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah I don't know how long I am into it but I like listened to four hours of it the other night and it was a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know I I don't know how it was really made into a movie or why it's like such a praised. So book. I think the crazy thing about that, if I remember correctly, the Lifetime movie is actually the remake of the movie. Like they made one before that. Really? Yeah. I have huh. to look. Maybe that. Maybe I don't know. Let me see. Because I know about uh, the Lifetime movie one. Because I think they because there's four books in the series, and I think Lifetime yeah. made a movie about all four of the books. Oh no. Yeah, of course. They oh, the yeah, there is four. Oh, no. The last one is called <laughs> Seeds of Yesterday. Oh, no. 
I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I don't know if I can get through them all. <laughs> it's a lot of incest. Yeah. It is a lot of incest. It's like weird. Like, I don't really know what to call it. Like a soft core incestuous. Uh, does it get that bad? <laughs> romp? <laughs> so, like, basically, the mother married her father's brother. And these kids are the product of that. And they're treated like monsters by the grandmother. And the mother is also really awful, too, is what I'm getting from this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Flowers in the Attic. You probably know about it. If not, then, well. As good. I say, do, do we want to try to explain what the context of the movie is? <laughs> That's as far as I've gotten. I don't... I mean, the kids are in the attic and they've been there for a while. Okay, and, yeah, it gets real brutal. Yeah. And so the, the two older kids are like... Coming into a, an age. But <laughs> and I'm... it's getting really weird. <laughs> like, just, like, just them explaining that, like, the mother... Um, did that... Like married the the brother of her father or whatever was creepy enough, but then it's like it has to go into these territories too. It's just like this is yeah. like some someone's like weird erotic fiction thing. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't, shouldn't be a critically right acclaimed book or movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, anyway. speaking of like critically acclaimed books that were turned into movies. Like I think one of the weirdest ones I've heard about was I think it was written in the fifties or sixties. It was called Lolita. And I guess Oh it was yeah, about I've read that too. This... It's also fucking horrible and shitty. Yeah, I've I heard that book is horrible. Like uh I watched a YouTube video that was talking about that book about how it's about I think like a thirty five year old guy who falls in love with a thirteen year old girl. Yeah. And how he so... kidnaps her and like it's their kind of it's kind of their travels across the globe while committing sex crimes. Yeah. So the creepiest part about it is that it's like narrated from the perspective yeah, of through the perspective of the guy. So you see very sympathetic towards the pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, it's really, it's a really creepy read too. And I feel like that one would be, but I've like, seen the movie as well. Like I saw the movie way before. And yeah, I was going to say, uh, also creepy. the movie, there's actually been two movies because there's a remake of it, but the original movie yeah. was done by Stanley Kubrick. Huh. And yeah. it's like one of his films. Huh. It's, well, uh, I'd say the, I'd say the a book is a little creepier because you get that perspective from the fucking Yeah, child from the pedophile. Abuser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, then. well, I'm not going to talk about it much because it's just creepy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but there's like a whole bunch of stuff that you could probably watch on YouTube about it or something like that. If anybody's interested in why it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely the whole premise well, of like, it is why yeah, it's yeah, fucked up. But... <laughs> I was going to say the YouTube video that I saw that was talking about like the philosophy. It was talking about the philosophy of that book. And yeah. uh, one thing, uh, how he said the conversation of that book started is him and a um, him and a friend was having a conversation of what is the worst thing you could be listening to on your car stereo while getting pulled over by a cop, and they came to the conclusion <laughs> it was the audio version of that book. 
<laughs> which the audio version yeah. of that book is written or the audio version of that book uh is apparently done by jeremy irons huh yeah <laughs> why yeah, that would be weird why is, why apparently is because like... he's in the remake of the movie huh yeah it would just be weird for a cop yeah a cop pull you over and just listening to a guy describing being a pedophile yeah <laughs> and how huh. it's not his fault it's the little girl's fault for tempting him. It's fucking gross. Well, what was that? What was that organization? I think they're still around. The Nambla. Nambla. Oh, the the um. I don't even want to Google it, but it's no. It's like young man. Or no, God, it was National, I... National Association of of Man Boy Love or yeah. something like that gross yeah 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 it's really gross it's a thing so <laughs> they're trying to legalize pedophilia yeah also oh, it was done by maps then no it's nambla no no no. uh the people that maps. Nambla, they're probably... yeah maps are um they're it's basically what they call themselves now which is yeah, it's, like uh, it, minor it's attractive per- attracted yep. persons it's fucking gross yeah uh people who are pedophiles are trying, are trying to call themselves maps that are minor yeah, attractive to, like, persons to like normalize yeah, it's not their good. disgusting shit. Oh man. Dora the Explorer mm-hmm. is probably like really regretting the map song now. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh man. <laughs> that just got completely stolen by some fucking pedophiles now. I, I'm a map, I'm a map, I'm the map, I'm the map. I'm oh the no. Map. <laughs> no. <laughs> gross yeah yeah i think it's i, I mean, think it is nambla national Association for men association for like man boy love or something like it's that it's not okay it's not okay no, at all since the 80s ah yeah more not okay i know they and it's like technically not illegal because they're not like doing things they're just basically confessing that they have these feelings or whatever that they're pedophiles but not like active pedophiles which i'm sure, sure there's a bunch of them that are well they're absolutely <laughs> actually active. 99% of them yeah <laughs> and and fuck anybody that thinks you can like fucking um what's the word um turn them around and like rehabilitate pedophiles fuck anyone that says that yeah i don't i don't think it's actually possible to rehabilitate them because it's just at a certain point it's ingrained um yeah into them and like if you release them into society they literally have to own that title and so like something when like a normal prisoner like say like a convicted murderer or like um like a thief or something like that like they don't have to go around their neighborhood and be like, hey, I am a thief or like I did a murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like if which I mean, rightly so. I, I'm not saying like they shouldn't have to go around and say like that they went and did some horrible sex crimes. They definitely should have to do that. Um, but like part of going back into society is being able to leave that part behind you. And they're literally not allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, which, again, I I support. They should not. They should yeah. have to be very open and public about this because it's super fucked up. Um, mm-hmm. But like. What be becoming um 
a recovered person requires you to move past that and they literally can't. So I think literally just put them in prison. Once they've done something shitty like that, just leave them in prison. Leave them in prison, in prison, in um, the general population. <laughs> then they'll get fucked yeah, up. Yeah, because that's a, that's a sad, or another sad thing about it is that like most uh, criminals who are, did a sex crime, anywhere between like you know pissing in public to molesting a child and everything in between yeah um they're all put into like a very special part of the prison because thieves and murderers yes it will physically kill them because they're considered to be lesser than human in prison yeah which they yeah. are so. uh, but i do i don't support murder still you shouldn't just murder things no you shouldn't just murder things but you should also should not tittle children well i was gonna say yeah. the thing is though is I feel like you could probably come up for better reasons to murder somebody than you could to, you know, scar a child for life like that. Yeah, it's basically yeah. murder. It, uh, well, yeah. it's worse. It's worse. That's why I think, like, yeah. that's why I don't support, like, the death penalty, because the worst thing you can do is leave somebody with their own thoughts. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't support, I don't like the death penalty either, because that's just, like, such an easy way out. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons I don't support the death penalty. Uh, that is one of them, though is because uh, weird enough joe rogan said it in one of his stand-ups and it, this is a good joe one though rogan. okay <laughs> let's, let's hear it <laughs> uh he says uh because humans are very social creatures enough so that if you put a, another person in prison al- along with a bunch of rapists murderers and thieves the worst thing you can do to them is leave them alone whenever they put them in <laughs> solitary confinement that is like the worst thing that you could do to them yeah because we are social creatures and so, yeah, leaving them alone with their thoughts and like letting them like, yeah, sit in this room for a couple of months by yourself and think about what you did. No conversation with anybody, just the memories of how horrible of a person you are. Mm-hmm. It will break anybody mm-hmm. mentally, even if you've not done anything illegal, like just being alone will destroy you like that. Not having anybody to speak to. No, I could agree with that. Yeah, it's just it's not healthy. Yeah, we got on a very heavy subject while talking about Evo land. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a book <laughs> flowers in your attic is a pretty heavy subject yeah um <laughs> yeah. so let's lighten the mood here a little bit <laughs> all right um black widow oh yes uh watched black widow for the first time <laughs> last night uh all around it's a marvel movie i think i agree with you like the first half of it was a lot better than with the second half when it becomes more of a marvel movie yeah um all in all it's still a pretty solid film I do like it. Um, it feels like it has the script of one of the TV shows, only with a bigger budget. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, and throughout most of the movie, it feels like an episode in like one of the TV shows until it gets like towards the climax of the movie, and it gets super big and bombastic to like the like that movie gets more ridiculous than some Avenger movies by the end of it. Yeah, a little bit actually, like with what she gets away with. Yeah. Um, you, did considering you watch Loki. She, yes. Okay. Um. I like the ending of Loki, and I think that that gets pretty bombastic in certain ways too. At the end, of that, that one does get bombastic, but it makes sense in the that universe in the universe of Loki. Yeah, uh, this one is literally like just a human being survived jumping off of a or jumping out of the clouds with no parachute on at the end of it because why not? Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> it's a uh, even for Marvel, it's a big suspension of disbelief. Yeah, um, it, it was cool though. Like, don't get me wrong; like that was a very cool scene to watch, but there was a lot of suspension of disbelief. Like. Okay, that would never happen, but cool. Yeah, like, that's one of those things you could tell, like, they made that scene, and they're like, all right, we have to fucking fit this into the movie somehow. Like, someone's 14-year-old 
spent so much a graphic artist spent a year working on the scenes that we literally have to put it in yeah i was gonna say it, it almost feels like someone's 14 year old son like you'll be really cool in one of your marvel movies <laughs> yeah actually it does kind of feel like that um but yeah it just feels like it was a movie that was like too late just yeah came out too 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 late in the in the, in the series yeah considering like you know it's this whole big thing and then like at the very end for like the last five minutes like oh yeah she died like three movies ago yeah <laughs> um i started me and liz i should say started watching hawk guy on disney plus um, hawk guy he got his own disney plus show um we watched the first episode I'm really, really enjoying it so far. Okay. But again, I want to I want to say this. I like Hawkeye. Hawkeye. It's really hard not to say Hawkeye. Uh, <laughs> I okay, like Hawkeye. So I, I thought you were saying Hawkeye. <laughs> guy. Yeah, I was like guy. guy. Yeah. Oh. Is it called um, Hawkeye? No, it's called Hawkeye. But it's really hard not to say Hawkeye after you've said it a couple times. <laughs> It gets ingrained. It's just right there in you. Um, That's happened to me while having like the gift GIF argument. Yeah. Uh, Kristen in chat is saying that this pod is too late. Um, well, yeah. maybe you're too early. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that's how that works. No, <laughs> uh, no it is really late at night. I agree with you. Yeah. It's very late. Um, it's kind of like what we do after we're done recording our normal podcast stuff. Yeah, this is kind of like our... Uh, uh, what well, like our bring down, come down? What would you I, call I would it? say like a, I, I guess a come down. Um, all it sounds gross like, come down. I don't know why. All of us have like weird sleep schedules because job stuff. Yeah, like uh, this is a normal time for me because I work a swing shift, so I don't get off work until two thirty in the morning. Yeah, I usually don't that get we start off this late because I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Dry is the only one here with like an actual normal True. sleep schedule, so this is very yeah. nice for him. Yeah. And that's how you fix it. Just stop sleeping. <laughs> you want to know how you fix your sleep schedule? Just don't do it. Just say, I don't need that. That's Five a hours bad, idea. bad idea. Bad idea. You should sleep. Sleep is good for your mental health. It is good, but like sometimes it is hard though. Like I did have a story earlier that I was talking about where I had to like work a 10 hour shift after sleeping only three hours, not even consecutively three hours. I, I feel offended here, Kristen. Too late as in lame. I mean, you oh. were lame, sure. Kristen's calling this podcast lame? Or us lame? I'm not lame, though. <laughs> oh, Those guys I are. mean... I, I kind of figured you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fair. Predictable. You're not wrong. It's just, it hurts. That's all. I don't think we're lame. <laughs> thanks mom uh, <laughs> I think you're cool Billy I mean I'm kind of lame let's be honest uh, but I work too many hours to not be lame uh, but yeah I really like the Hawkeye show so far Hawkeye uh, I, I, I literally can't stop saying it I don't know why. <laughs> sounds like you're saying on purpose <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it just it comes out naturally it's so natural <laughs> I'm trying to remember um freaking guy's name that plays hawkeye jeremy renner yeah, jeremy renner i was gonna say maybe it's because jeremy, jeremy renner is playing hawkeye and so it's a hot guy playing hawkeye no playing a hawk guy <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway it's uh it's very christmas themed and like buddy cop feeling thus far so i'm okay. very into it really into it 
Okay. Yeah. I look forward to seeing yeah. what the rest is. I feel like with buddy cops, that's one of those genres, especially nowadays, it's very easy to ruin. The like Christmas theme? No, not Christmas theme, but like uh, buddy cop kind of. Oh, yeah, it is. Because like, I think Shane Black kind of did it, the formula perfectly. Yeah. Uh, with Lethal Weapon and all that kind of stuff. And then he just kept doing it over and over. Yeah. And well, it's there is like an oversaturation of it, too. And so, like, yeah, you see, like the perfect formula of it, and then everyone's like, "Yeah, he's making money off it. We can make money off of this." Then they start to do it, and they start doing it bad. Yeah, um, you have to make the two characters likable on their own, and yeah. then have them work together and work differently. Uh, it's also uh, going to be like a huge handing of the torch off to another person with a bow show. So uh, this, as far as I could tell, is going to be Jeremy Renner's last outing. As the guy. With oh, the so, okay. So this is kind of his way of saying he's done with the character then. I don't know if he's done with the character. I think Disney might be done with him because of okay. all of the abuse allegations and whatnot. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So I think this is, this is, and he's kind of getting old anyway. So I think this is just time for him to, yeah. to pass on no matter what. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's cool because without spoiling anything, like some of the stuff that happened post credits of Eternals, makes me very excited for like all of the earth stuff that's going to be going on because there's going to be like there's going to be space stuff and then also a bunch of like lame people on earth doing weird (laughs) earth stuff (laughs) it seems like i mean it's because you're getting to the point in the marvel movies where it's more or less like you know they're getting to multiverse level of things and so like you got to deal with stuff outside of earth but they still want to have you know a guy dealing with earth problems yeah uh they're very much getting into multiverse with uh how eternals was what very clearly is Spider-Man and then literally the next Doctor Strange is called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So Yeah. Also I guess Kristen's saying she likes your voice or the radio voice of this guy. I guess she needs us to go to sleep. So both of you. We have a lame podcast, but it's gonna help her fall asleep, so it's all good. I think that's she, supposed she to be a compliment. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys help me fall asleep so good. <laughs> I'll take it. I listen to you for five minutes and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> i mean joe listens to family guy to fall asleep so same yeah <laughs> i don't actually i actually i do listen to a podcast of fall asleep um what is it called um stuff you should know stuff you should know podcast okay it's two dudes with some of the most boring voices they're occasionally very entertaining um it's not like a bad show it's very well produced and everything but it's just most of the time talking about shit that I have no idea even the subject it's starting to talk about. And so it's like, well, you should know. hey, do you like stuff you should know? This episode is about this 1947 battleship or something like, cool. I guess I'm going to learn in detail about this one battleship, I guess. <laughs> it's tonight. basically just listening to someone read off a Wikipedia article, I guess. Actually, yeah. oh, it sounds like much. I was about to ask if it's like if I tried explaining to you what I do at work, but that's might be worse. No, it it, lit- it almost <laughs> is literally like somebody explaining a Wikipedia article. OK, because it's like they have articles or I used to. I'm way in their backlog because I listen to it only when I go to bed. But like they would use articles from their website that somebody on the site would read or write. And then they would like cite the article as they're going on talking about the thing so it would basically be actually somebody reading a wikipedia article more or less (laughs) i mean i I guess with mine it's like actual i mean i can sleep in the silence but i cannot (laughs) all those uh, sometimes all those pesky thoughts i get that 
Um, yep. I think part of it has to do with the fact that like I don't really talk to people at work that often. So usually mm. I'm listening to podcasts at work. And so half the time I'll like start listening to a podcast while I'm trying to sleep. And like if I'm already tired and I'm listening to a podcast, I stop caring what they're talking about and I fall asleep to their voice. Perfect. But, uh, which I'm guessing that's what you guys do. But yeah. more often than not, like they'll catch something like, oh, that's interesting. And I'll be listening to it. And then two hours later, I'm laying in bed listening to this podcast. Just like, I don't need sleep. I need answers. I <laughs> um, usually watch some um, like Let's Play right now. I'm listening to, well, once again, I'm watching um, the Omicron Super <laughs> Or not super replay, but super best friends play Omicron. <laughs> but it's like that a David Cage game. Yeah. Okay. But it's like a compilation of like the funniest moments, really. But it's still like three hours yeah. long because it's a long ass game, and there's a right. lot of just wandering around in the actual playthrough. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, for I me, I would listen to uh, fucking let's plays. See, I, I used to, like, put stuff on, on the TV whenever I would go to sleep. But, like, <laughs> it, oh, it's basically what happens to Robbie. Like, I'll be, like, watch or, like, listening to a thing, and then something interesting happens in the show. I'm like, well, I guess I have to fucking stay awake and see what happens now. Yeah. And so I had to stop doing that because I would literally just stay up all night watching a thing. That's what I'm afraid will happen if I, like, start listening to a pod, like, a regular podcast episode. I do listen to one sometimes, and it's meant to make you fall asleep it's called nothing much happens and it's just this girl basically asmr talking telling stories of like boring things (laughs) boring cozy things (laughs) and then you fall asleep she does it two times she tells it two times the second time she tells it slower (laughs) yeah that would make you sleep yeah yeah for for me if I, i have to listen to something to make me fall asleep it usually has to be like like slow delta wave ambiotic music i just need like someone like talking about a thing like something that i could listen like straight through and just eventually becomes white noise because if i just go in silence then immediately it goes to that one time when i was drinking apple juice when i was 10 10 years old in the cafeteria for free lunches in summer and i accidentally spilled it on my jeans like every time, bam, that memory, and, had, and I'm super embarrassed, and I don't finish my pizza, and I leave. And then and I have to just, walk home with apple juice and pizza stains on your pants. It's just every time. So I got—I have to listen about posts from 1947. That's like the only. That's the only embarrassing memory because I have a whole bunch of them that I go to. Yeah, well, when you're perfect, there's not a lot of bad memories, you know. Wow, you're taking these compliments <laughs> that Kristen is giving you, like going yeah, in your yeah. head. <laughs> He's absolutely loving these compliments. Um, oh, we sound like professionals. Yeah. I like that comment. That's a good one. Yeah, we, we have worked to try to make the sound as professional as possible. We've trained in nothing else, but at the very least, the mics are good. Yeah. Mics are good. The uh, There's not a lot of reverb in this room. Uh, mostly, he had to worry about that because of me, because I happen to have a loud voice. And alcohol. Let's see if this alcohol that you left here, Sam, is... Uh, garbage. Is it better than Guinness or worse than Guinness? Mm, I don't know. I haven't really tasted Guinness. Ooh, Guinness it smells like really that. sweet. It's good. It's smooth. At least I think. Mm, is it going to taste like chocolate or is it going to taste like plants? Yes. No. <laughs> Either of <laughs> <No>. those. <laughs> I mean, chocolate's technically a plant? 
are you supposed to let beer breathe or is that just a wine thing i think it's just a wine thing <laughs> just drink the goddamn beer jesus <laughs> well let's read the label i wish i had one hey he's stirring it now <laughs> Named for its velvety smooth creamy texture, Bell's special double or uh, bleep bleep special double cream stout. We're not sponsored. Is brewed <laughs> with ten different specialty <laughs> toasted malts chosen to impart notes of rich mocha and espresso. <laughs> Dark and sweet tones intermingle with a soft roasty finish. Hell okay. yeah! And I'm gonna drink it, and it's gonna taste like a plant. Let's see. Okay. He's making a grimace right now. It's good, right? It's not bad. It's a little warm because I left it in the room for a bit. A little so long. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, he, he pulled out those beers before we started recording the live cast. So it's been here a minimum of 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe better cold, cold. You don't get bad, as much though. as the... Yeah, it's really good. You don't get as much as the of the bitter when it's cold. It's a little sweeter than Guinness. Yeah. Which I like Guinness a lot. So Guinness is okay. Well, I like stouts, so I really like this one. It's sort of like the uh left hand milk stout, but I feel like this one is uh a lot smoother. This is extremely drinkable. Also, I can already tell it's gonna be an extremely filling beer beer. Yeah. I also I think oh, Kristen's leaving and she says, Y'all have coast to coast voices. Check y'all later. Hope you have a good rest of your night, Chris. <laughs> Hope you have a good rest of your night, Kristen. Yeah, have a great one. Also, hello, Mexican Otaco. Hey. Mexican Otaco! Hey! Human! You're there. Um, yes. But speaking of beers, I guess? Probably talk about Resident Evil. Uh, welcome to Raccoon what? City. <laughs> Yeah, that speaking, was a of, good segue. speaking of drinking in depression, <laughs> Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. There you go. That's a better segue than what I did. Um, boy, oh boy, was I ready to just try and have a good time with a really bad, crappy B-movie. And um, man, Sam, this movie disappointed me in a way that I haven't been disappointed in a very, very long time. I think the last time you were this disappointed, me and E were just yelling at your Alexa, not giving it enough time to answer our responses, and you just oh, got pissed off was, and unplugged it. That was the worst. I fucking hated that. <laughs> God damn it, that annoyed me. We're so uh, horrible and awful. <laughs> we are just the worst. Just the worst people. Um, yeah. So what if you took the entire plot line of Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 and some of Code Veronica... And you mm-hmm. stuffed it into an hour and 40 minutes. Well, you'd think it'd be okay. not really okay, but I thought it looked okay. So do that, and then also um, give a director that has none of the nuances of any of the characters. Yeah, so here's the thing. like, If you want to do your own thing with a character, that's totally fine. You can do your own thing with a character. I respect that mm-hmm. even. Have a vision. Um... He clearly was very tired of people liking Leon in any way, shape, or form, which is fine. Like, you can have your opinions on a character. But he disliked Leon so much, he made him a bumbling buffoon that literally doesn't know how to function as a human being. Really? Pretty much. Uh, Like, there is straight up a scene in this movie where he's at the front desk with, like, 
you know, just in case anyone comes to the police office and he falls asleep while listening to music on headphones and like not even good headphones, like, you know, those old uh, over the ear headphones that used to come with a CD player back in the 90s. Yeah, uh, it has those kind of headphones on while <laughs> um, while a semi truck crashes right in front of RPD and like causes this oh. huge explosion doesn't stir. And then so a guy sounds Dresden evilly. <laughs> yeah. And then the truck driver walks into the police station while on fire. Uh, Leon is still asleep, walks up to the front desk and then chief irons, uh, ends up shooting the zombie. And that wakes up Leon finally. And he's, Oh, Oh, Oh man. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, Whoa. What's this? Did they make Leon into a Chad? No, no, they just they tried to turn Wesker into a Chad, though. It's one hundred percent did turn Wesker into a Chad. I have to watch this movie. It sounds like a fucking train wreck so it far. Is. It is <laughs> such like a, a train one. wreck. The problem is a train wreck, but not like a fun train wreck. It's like a train yeah. wreck, but like you saw somebody like nudge a forklift into the side of a train, and the train started tipping over. Kind of train wreck. Like it's just. I, I don't know. I like because I like really bad movies. So I wonder how I would. <laughs> I wonder if it's a good bad movie in my. I legitimately, no? I legitimately, Sam, think that. Um, it's just a bad bad movie. Yeah, like what's his name, Anderson? Um, Paul W. S. Anderson. Yeah, his first two Resident Evils are maybe not as accurate to what Resident Evil is as this is, mm-hmm. but they are far and away better films. Yeah. So, like, Damn. put it this way. When it comes to the scenery, they got the scenery almost spot on. Like the mm-hmm. ra- raccoon police department looks almost exactly like to the T like the <laughs> raccoon police department in the games. Uh, the Spencer mansion looks like to the fucking T like the Spencer mansion in the Resident Evil remake for GameCube, like almost <laughs> exactly like it. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Well, like from the previews that looked very fan servicey. So I was hoping that they would actually take that and do something good with it but it's no, no it's fan service in a bad way let me explain a scene to you sam wesker okay. jill valentine and some guy wait wait wait. is there a jill sandwich reference yep i am getting there sam they're sitting <laughs> okay. in a diner while leon is asleep at the diner counter they're on a diner table and they're saying, and uh, Wesker goes over and he puts his ketchup bottle on top of Leon's head while he's asleep. Oh. And he's like, hey, Jill, I bet you can't, I bet you 10 bucks you can't shoot that off of his head. And she's like, deal. She pulls out her pistol and like, whoa, whoa, not with that, with this. And it's a little dumb fucking dark gun. And he's like, here, you have to do it with that. And she's like, I bet you 20 I can do it without looking. He's like, huh, okay. She shoots Wesker in the head with the dart, throws the pistol at Leon and wakes Leon up and the bottle falls off of his head. Uh, wins the bet. And Wesker's like, huh, okay, I guess uh, you win this one. And he like, picks up a sandwich. He's about to take a bite. Oh, and no. she grabs it. And he's like, hey. Oh, and she's like, I guess this is a Jill sandwich. And takes a bite. Oh, no. <laughs> that is literally oh, the Jill sandwich but reference. It, but it doesn't even uh, like correspond nope. with anything in the actual game. Nope. It's just They just really also, wanted to say Jill sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the third guy was Brad. Okay, fucking Brad. That's the other thing. There's all this fan service, and guess what character that they just don't have in there? Chris. No, no, Chris is in there. And he's a fucking, like, 
He has like a hard on for uh, the Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, for William Birkin, who is like the head of uh, uh, for Umbrella in this movie. Ada Wong. He's like, uh, is well, she in there? Uh, it's the Resident Evil, so you know. Uh, Jimmy asked if we were talking about we talked about the Resident Evil yet. We're talking about it right now, sir. Yeah, but like uh, Brad was in the games. Uh, he was the if I remember correctly, he was either the guy who gets lost in the mansion. You end up finding him uh, dead later on. Oh yeah. Or he was the uh, guy who flew the helicopter. I think he was a helicopter mm. guy. Well, there's a helicopter <laughs> okay. pilot though. Yeah, I think that was Brad. I think. So who's the helicopter pilot they have in this then? Brad. No, because there's that guy. Uh, the guy that is in the diner with them isn't the helicopter pilot. He's the guy that just gets eaten in the mansion. Oh, okay. Because the helicopter pilot is... It, it was someone else then. I can't find them The right helicopter now. pilot was uh, one of the guys from Letterkenny. That's why I remember him so okay. well. <laughs> he has no lines, yeah. by the way. He has zero lines. Hmm. Um, Are you talking about this guy? Yeah, that's, that's Brad. Guy. Oh, yeah, that's the helicopter pilot. Yeah, Brad. But there was another guy. I went into the mansion with them. Yeah. Anyways, uh, other guy. Uh, yeah, uh, he's fucking nothing. He's a nothing person. Yeah. Um, background character. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Who? Oh, who's not in it? Yeah. Yeah. Tell her. Um. There's no Barry in this. <laughs> okay. He's yeah, in the first they, game, right? Yeah. He's like an extremely important part of the playable. first game. Yeah, playable. I've never pl- well, I've played part of the first game, and I've watched like. Um, so you know the guy who wears stuff? the red vest and has like the giant fucking revolver. Yeah, that's Barry. All right, yeah, that's Barry. He is yeah. not in this movie at all, in the slightest. Damn, it's just okay. weird. With, like all the dumb fan servicey things that they have in there, that he's just not the in first- there for no reason. It looked like they took a lot from the first one from the previous no they took a they so. took more from the second one yeah really? um, yeah so yeah also uh claire is also there and leon but they're just in town when she goes down like it's not they're walking into town and things are like already chaos they're just hanging out in town when everything goes down and like mm-hmm. the way that they justify not having chaos happening in the town like, sorry, the town's basically abandoned. Umbrella's like leaving, so everybody left. So like <laughs> the only people who are left are the people who are too poor to leave. Yeah. And so like you don't even get like the chaos of the opening of Resident Evil 2 where like the town is getting destroyed and there's zombies everywhere and there's fucking chaos. You don't even get that. Huh. <laughs> um also, you know the classic note from Resident Evil 1, itchy tasty. Yeah, yeah. They just toss that in there in a stupid shitty moment while Claire is leaving Chris's house. <laughs> so it seems like yep. they looked at a few Resident Evil memes and then they're like, yeah, yeah, this looks popular. Like, literally is like one of the zombies walked up and like writes in blood itchy tasty on the window. That's literally what that is. Why? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, they did that. Let's see here. What, uh, what other stupid fan service thing that they do that sucked? They had Hunk in there for two seconds. Yeah. It's literally just a, it just zooms in on Hunk and it's like, all right, Raccoon City's been locked down. And that's it. That's all you get of Hunk, which is fine because he's that character. But I mean, Hunk is the only reason he's a canonical character is because people liked him enough for them to be like, yeah, he's like the Boba Fett of Resident Evil, which fair enough. He's the Boba Fett of Resident Evil. I mean, they're right. But 
Also, <laughs> so um, the way that they shoehorn in that birds and dogs are zombies as well is so fucking lame. Yeah, I mean, they okay. have one zombie dog. They have one zombie dog, and it's Did it one through a that... Um, no, it doesn't, actually. Uh, hmm. The zombie dog is a semi... Uh, truck driver's yeah. dog. So, like, you know how in Resident Evil 2 Remake, how it starts off with, like, the truck driver who's, like, eating a burger while he's driving and he hits somebody on accident? Uh, mm. For the movie, he's doing that, but he's, like, making weird gestures towards Claire, like he wants to fuck her. Yeah. And she's being uncomfortable. And then, like, he ends up hitting somebody and then just says fuck for two minutes straight uh, after that. Mm-hmm. And then while they're arguing with each other about, like, what they're going to do about the body, like, she just walks off. And then the dog runs out of the semi-truck and starts, like, eating the gore that's on the ground, and they get sick off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's how the dog becomes a zombie. Um, the only thing that I... Okay, there's maybe two... There's three things I appreciated about this. Everything else, I think, is genuinely bad. Um, they had a... Uh, which is one of the most, like, famous things in Resident Evil 2, I think, is when you go into the garage in the police station, there's dogs in there and it's like scary. Cause it's like a big open area and you can't really get away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a reference to that. Cause one of the characters is in the garage and he gets attacked by a dog. Um, I like how they did the re- reveal of the first like vicious zombie in this. It's stolen literally from the first game, but it looks very good here. Yeah. They, they did that one thing very well. Um, and then I like how the police station kind of looks. Because it, like I said, the Spencer Mansion and the res- uh, Raccoon Police Department are like note for note the same thing as they are in the games. Yeah, like it's a very cool moment whenever Wesker and Chris and uh, Jill, and Jill. walk into the Spencer Mansion. It's like, oh, cool. It's like they actually fucking made that. That's very cool. Yeah. But here's <laughs> the thing this movie felt like a very cheap netflix pilot episode or uh, show that's what i was gonna ask i was gonna ask if it would would have been more acceptable if it were actually a like a netflix movie i don't know if i would have said acceptable but i would have said expected okay <laughs> like if i watched this on netflix or free i'd have been like yeah that's about what i expect from a shitty netflix movie nowadays um <laughs> Paying even nine dollars at the theater was too much. <laughs> too much. You know me, Sam. I love movies. I love going to the movies. It's one of my favorite things in the world. You'll pay I almost saw three times. Yeah, he Jesus. Was, I kept on looking over at Dry, and he was just disappointed the entire time. Just like, <laughs> fuck that damn movie. Oh, it was man. so. Like, what was the turnout for the movie? Well, this is its second week in theaters or third week or something like that. Um, okay. More people than you would expect, actually. We have huh. probably a dozen other people in the theater with us. I think all yeah, of them are about the same amount of unit, though. Nobody laughed or cheered or anything in the movie at all. Well, me and you okay. laughed at a scene. It was an unintentional laugh. It was something that was not meant to be a laugh. It was something meant to be taken <laughs> very seriously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let me like say for you word for word what happens during this scene. Cause what happens is like Wesker is like talking to like the head of umbrella and like telling him like, Hey, like I need the T virus. I need to get out of here because like someone's trying to pay for it and blah, 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 blah. And uh, they're basically have like a Mexican standoff. Wesker shoots him. And then the wife tries to grab the gun and then Wesker shoots the wife. And then he's like, shit, there was a kid here. 
Where's the kid? 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 That's literally the scene. Yeah, that's literally how he says it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you like, know, big, incredibly intimidating Wesker, badass, yelling out, kid? Kid? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I will say they got like a they got a big intimidating looking guy for Wesker. Don't get me wrong with that, but like he feels like a football star in like a small farmer town kind so of feel. He is from a Netflix show. That's yeah. where I know him from anyway. Uh, Jell pointed that out too. That he is uh one of the guys on Umbrella uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Um, have you watched Umbrella Academy, Sam? No. Okay. Well. There's a guy in Umbrella Academy who's like his thing is that he's big and buff and that's like literally his power. Um, well, he's part monkey is why. But oh, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, he plays Wesker in this, and it's just strange casting. Yeah, like I don't think any of the actors are bad actors in this movie. No, they were. But I will say for this movie, they were given nothing to work with, and they were given like bad direction on what to do in scenes. I think in the case of the guy who played Leon, he was given less than nothing. Yeah, he was. Uh, the only thing we can say about him, which, like, I-, I will say this. The person that they get for a movie to play for a video game, they don't have to look anything like the character, like, at all. Yeah, it's fine if they yeah, don't. It's fine if they don't. They don't look or, 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 if they don't, like, look, look or act or they're doing something else to the character. That's completely fine. I don't care. This guy looks almost exactly like Carlos in Resident Evil 3. Like, yeah, almost to the T. So I kept on making a joke that they need to have a Carlos in this movie that looks like Leon from the games. That would have been great. But like, <laughs> literally, okay. I think Leon kills one thing in the entire movie. Two, Two. things because he, he does like the finish off on one of them and then he kills another thing because plot like plot armor, basically. OK, so I listen, it's Resident Evil. It's fine. It's fine if it's goofy and silly and dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Every Resident Evil ends with you shooting the big monster in the head with a rocket launcher. That's just how it goes. That's the formula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie, they're having a big fight on... I say big fight. They're having a fight on a train. There's a couple of gunshots exchanged and people are thrown around. Um, it's not good. Uh, I would say it's a big fight, but it's really not a big fight. It's a. It felt like it should have been a bigger fight, but they ran out of money for the budget. Yep, that's literally what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was just a guy with like a big rubber arm swinging around at people on a train that felt almost silent. Yeah. <laughs> it, huh. was, it was bad. Um, anyway, so he gets knocked to the ground, and then Leon comes in and shoots him with a rocket launcher. And I'm like, where did you find that? I found it in the cabin of the train. Well, he says, uh, to be fair, what he says is more Resident Evil E, because like he shoots the uh, bad guy and like, really? A rocket launcher? Here, found it in first class. Yeah. Which, like, <laughs> very Resident Evil. Very fine. Fun. It's not fun in the movie. Like, it's no. not presented as fun. Huh. It's just disappointing. Yeah, this this movie was very disappointing. Like, the things that I liked was, like I said, the um, Resident Evil, uh, Raccoon Police Department and the Spencer Mansion were very much are oh to the game the first zombie that they see in the spencer mansion is like a direct almost frame for frame what they uh for the first zombie that you see in the spencer mansion in the uh first resident evil game and they did that really well and then like they just have like a nod to code veronica that was a scene for scene of uh the film that you find of the alexandria twins in code veronica yeah and like that was kind of cool everything else is crap 
Yeah. <laughs> they also shoehorn in that Chris and Claire were orphans being take of, taken care of by the Bir- Bir- Birkin. Yeah, Birkin. The... By the Birkin Orphanage. And that's just shoehorned in there for literally no reason. Huh. It's, it's not even like a guilty pleasure watch because I don't know who this movie's for. Honestly. Like, that's the thing I just kept repeating over and over last night as we were driving home. Like, I have no fucking clue who this movie is for. Because it's not for us. It's not for Resident Evil fans. Because the Resident <laughs> Evil references are shoehorned in and they're bad. It's not for people <laughs> like movies because the movie is fucking garbage. Like, it's just not good. Like, this I'd movie like... is like... <laughs> Go on. I'd like to say I'm surprised that a, a video game movie is bad, but I'm not. <laughs> it is one thing that I said that kind of struck with dry on the way back home as I said this movie is like one tier above the House of the Dead movie. Yeah. What about Blood Rain? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, it's bad. It's real bad. I can't bring I myself to watch it. I would say it's better than that, but only just. Ugh. Like if somebody, if we found out a couple months from now that this movie was made in like an insurance fraud thing, <laughs> we wouldn't be too, um, like, too surprised. They're like, yeah, they purposely made it bad. Then, yeah, like, I wouldn't be shocked if in a couple of months we figure out that Eel Ball was a production designer. Here. <laughs> like, it oh is my that bad. God. <laughs> and he's it's... using a fucking fake name. <laughs> like and, when yeah, directors says, and stuff. Nothing worse. Than the Dead or Alive movie, you're right. This is close, though. This this honestly is really close. Like, have uh, uh Jimmy, ha- have you seen the Resident Evil movie yet, or uh, no? If you haven't, please don't go give them money at the box office. Do yeah. not do that. The reason why, yeah, the reason why we're ruining it as much as we are and like spoiling it is because it's just not worth seeing in theaters. Like, if you come across it on Netflix or on TV or something like that, sure. And like, you feel like watching a bad movie that night, or like, just need something as background noise, like, sure. I can't recommend watching it in theaters, though. No. If you're drunk and you're already sad, like, this is fine. And if you find it on Netflix for free, do not pay money for this movie specifically. It's not worth <laughs> your money. or your. It's It was not worth our time. Yeah. I'm going to say it was straight up not worth our time. And I was like, me and Dry have been Resident Evil fans since we were like, what, 14? Yeah. 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 And like um, I like there's times I even defended like the Paulus or Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evils. I've even defended those in some conversations before. I I can't bring myself to do it with this movie. It's just that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Jimmy's asking, so the Mila Jovovich movies are better? Yes. Straight up the first two Mila Jovovich Resident Evil movies are better than this movie. Yeah. Uh, and we're the same way. Like uh, me and Dry have been Resident Evil fans since we first played Resident Evil Zero. Yeah. Like back in 2003, 2004. Somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. And like we've been fans ever since then. Like we bought most of the games. Like we even bought some of the bad games. Like we uh, went through Dead Aim and um, I think Survivor, uh, the Outbreak stories, stuff like that. Like we've enjoyed most, if not all the games. I'm even a Resident Evil 6 defender. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, it's not good, man. It's just not good. Well, I'm definitely going to watch it when it comes to Netflix in like a month. <laughs> I do agree with you. Like the Resident Evil games are great. That's why it makes these movies so much worse too. It's because like this, they tried to <laughs> chew in some fan service and it just the was thing by is, people like, who either don't care about Resident Evil or don't like Resident Evil is what it felt the like. The thing is like the Resident Evil games can be like straight up fucking stupid and ridiculous sometimes and you'd think that would be good fodder 
to make like some actual decent fun Resident Evil movies that don't yeah, suck. For sure. I mean, <laughs> we were actually even talking about fan service on the ride home and like we came up with like four or five different uh scenarios of how the movie could have done it better and like still like kind of had their cake and ate it too. Like if they wanted to do both Resident Evil 1 and 2 together, because like they try to shoehorn them in as like the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like so like even though like in the game series, the Spencer Mansion incident happens two years after the fall of Raccoon City. And this one they just happen simultaneously. And with the uh we came up with the idea that like if they went to the Spencer Mansion, like did all that stuff, and then like after they were done there, they came back and like Leon's like just wandering through the halls of the RPD. You're like, who the fuck designed this place? So, like while putting a gem inside of a door while trying to turn the key. <laughs> uh, that would have been kind of funny. Or like if there was a scene where like the roof was yeah. falling on Jill, and, like they pulled her out of the way and like, wow, you're almost a Jill sandwich. And she like looked at him like, really? That's a lame joke. Like that would have been better than what they did with this movie. It <laughs> would have been so much better. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like. Me and Dry have talked about it before. Like, if we ever get the money to make a movie, it probably won't be that good of a movie, but it'd probably be better than this. There's no way it couldn't be. This just uh, felt just... like the most passionless thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it, it sounds like. It like it really does sound like they looked up the most popular like Resident Evil memes or whatever, and then just like made a movie <laughs> referencing yeah. them, and it's not even like in connection with any of the actual things like, that happened. Yeah, and like it's very similar in how it does things cuz I also went and watched uh Ghostbusters Afterlife and it has a lot of those like meaningless callbacks that are like don't fit into yeah. anything. But like they still work better in that movie because that movie feels like they actually care about the film still. Like even though there's yeah. all those schmaltzy like callbacks and references to the old movie and whatnot. Like there's still a decent children's Ghostbusters in there mixed in with all of this shitty nostalgia for Ghostbusters. Like there's they're they're extremely similar. But like I don't think I've watched a movie as bad as Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City in theaters in a long, long time. Actually, I I can name the last movie that I've seen that was this same level of bad. It was that fucking Muppet movie that we went. That puppet movie. Oh, the um, Happy Time Murders. <laughs> yeah, it's about that same <laughs> level of just not good. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's at least some funny parts in. Uh, I at that. least I at least laughed once at that at the Muppet Time Murders. I can't even remember the name of the movie. <laughs> Happy Time Murders. Happy Time Murders. <laughs> Muppet um, Time Murders. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a thing. <laughs> it's just. It's just not a good movie. It's honestly just not a good movie. Yeah. It's not worth your money or your time. If it happens to be on Netflix and you literally have nothing else to do, fine. Yeah, yeah sure. It, it's <laughs> it's something for background noise when you're making dinner or, you know, working on something else. Like you're fixing a small toy or something. Um, <laughs> fixing a small toy. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think of something. <laughs> or scrolling through Twitter. Yeah. Or like you see a picture of a dog. Like, then I guess, fine. You can look at pictures of dogs and watch this movie. Yeah, like, it's... Because, <laughs> like, I remember Dry was saying that, like, I guess the director said that, like, he really wanted to, like, be true to the source material of this, which it technically is truer to the source material, but it's almost like the director, like, saw the... um Put in the source material and went, like, yeah, take a look at that piece of shit. Yeah, actually. It's... it's it Honestly, how he dealt with, like... Um, how Leon is and how Wesker is, 
it's like he took the silliest parts and he's like, that's silly as shit. I better make those suck now. <laughs> Kinda. Cause like, yeah. like the thing about the games is like, and we've all played them. So we all know is like Wesker is just super vain, which is why he wears those sunglasses all the time. Cause it's just kind of like the whole, like, Oh yeah, I'm so cool. I can wear shades at night kind of yeah. vibe that you get off of him. Yeah. We're going to spoil the post credit scene. Cause don't you worry. This movie has a post credit scene. Of course it does. Yeah. Um, it's Wesker waking up in a body bag after he had supposedly been murdered in the movie earlier. And he's freaking out. Mm. Uh, by the way, bad acting. Like he was a fine actor through the rest of this. He didn't have much to do with his character. <laughs> but like this part, he's straight up like just screaming. He's like, oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh God. No, no, no. <laughs> and he's like, why can't I see? Why can't I see? Man. And somebody, he like goes into a corner and Ada Wong hands him sunglasses. Like here, try these on. He opens his like, he's like, oh, that's better. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Ada Wong. What do you do? And then the movie actually ends. I tease Leon S. Kennedy. <laughs> I can't tease Leon. Yeah, that, that kind of is her whole thing in the games. But yeah, like <laughs> Wesker kind of feels, like I said, almost like a, a small town football star. And so like he's really cool amongst like his group of friends now that he's older. But like he kind of gets that vibe instead of like, you know, the vain asshole that he is in the games. And like in a weird way, like so does Chris, but like in more of just like, hey, these people took care of me as or whenever I was growing up. They're my or they're my real family now, kind of yeah. vibe with that. Um Leon's just useless in this movie. Like he's, they, he's literally useless. Yeah. Um <sighs> they took one of the most important characters to Resident Evil's lore and made him a lamp. Yeah. Like the, there's nothing else. You, like the only thing we could say is like to give you examples. Like I said, there's one where like he's falling asleep while there's a truck crashing outside of Resident Evil PD and he doesn't wake up until the uh, until the chief irons that shoots the zombie that's like right in front of him and then freaks out because there's a flaming body in front of him. Uh, uh, there's another scene where he gets his gun taken by a prisoner uh, and telling him like, while the prisoner is telling him to unlock the door and get him out of there. There's another scene where he goes to uh, the desks where everybody's hanging out for a conference and he goes over there and he literally gets chewed out for being a useless piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then after being uh, yelled at for being useless, he's told to be, uh, go sit in the front desk because, and then he proves he's useless by falling asleep at the front desk. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's Why? That, like, his whole thing is like, his whole thing. Isn't even that like, they do like the whole like, oh, it's my first day in our uh, as Raccoon Police Department, but they do it because apparently uh, he shot his last partner in the ass at his other place and his dad has connections. So oh they put God. him in Raccoon City. Yeah, he's literally they literally hated Leon. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Jimmy, no, there is not even a passing reference to Nemesis. Nope. Uh, weirdly enough, like there's no passing um, thing to Nemesis, but. I guess the company that did the CGI effects was called Mr. X. Yeah. Also no reference at all to Mr. X. Um, they do mention the G virus and it is used at one point for a anti-climax. I would almost call it. Yeah. Cause for the last creature that they shoot with the rocket launcher, it's a G virus. Uh, it's basically like the G virus monster that follows you around in Resident Evil two. And like, it's one of the scientists that like becomes more and more distorted at each time you see him. It's just that, but it's like the head of umbrella is that guy now. Yeah. But like he's not mutated. Like for some reason, he still keeps all of his smarts and like talks about how he raised Chris and like how Chris is never really going to be part of his family and blah 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 blah. And <laughs> exposition dump, exposition dump that doesn't really fucking matter to the movie. Oh, what was the other character that they 
pushed in there and literally had her do nothing. Uh, let me check. I can't think of her name right now. She's like actually super important to the lore of Resident Evil. Maybe they like. Oh, Sherry. To... Oh yeah, they shoehorned in Sherry, and she literally does nothing. She is, and she actually She's is a, a lamp character. She she is a Deus Ex Machina at one point, hmm. and she doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's uh. Is that? Oh, they also have Lisa Trevor in this movie and do nothing with it. Literally nothing. I wonder if they like try since they like used shit from Code Veronica too. I guess apparently. I wonder if like Leon was supposed to be like a mixture of Steve and Leon because <laughs> he was really honestly fucking maybe. <laughs> but like, man, this he feels entire- more like Steve than he does like Leon. Yeah, honestly, this entire movie yeah. screams of like we had to make something or else we would lose the copyright. It yeah 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 yeah, maybe they use it for like money laundering or something. <laughs> I think, something. I think the worst thing is on IMDb. Apparently, it has a five point six out of ten. That's four points too high. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, if we ha- if you had to ask me like uh, a one out of ten rating for this, I'd give it like a two or a three probably. Because like I tried to like find reasons to defend it while watching it, and it just got worse and worse as we watched it. Yeah, liquors. Was there even a liquor? There was, because uh, that's that's actually literally all they have Lisa Trevor for. Because like Lisa Trevor is yep, like, yep, yeah. Right. That uh, whenever you go into the basement of the Spencer Mansion in the first game, you see her down there, and they have her in this movie as like Claire's friend in the uh, orphanage that she had that was like living yep. under her bed, and then like a liquor attacks them when they go back to the orphanage, and Lisa Trevor kills the liquor, and then you never see her again. Yep, yep, that's what happens. Um. Jimmy is saying, I think they made the movie the way they did to help sell sequels. It it was all sequel bait. The entire yeah. movie was just sequel bait and empty references to other Resident Evil properties. Yeah. Uh, I think whenever we were leaving the theater, the very first thing that Dry said is this movie is an, uh, just a giant first act. And the first thing that I said is this movie was full of too many member berries. Yeah. Like, you know, most movies have like a first act that's setting everything up. There's like a nice tension building. Uh, the second act starts paying it off. Third act, it's the full payoff of everything. This entire movie is act one. And not even a good act one. <laughs> it literally Damn. felt like a pilot for a television series. It And the CG looked like a lower end Netflix series. Yeah, I think the... I, I, was, I did say the graphics to Resident Evil 8 looks better than this movie. I think the graphics to Resident Evil 6 is like on par with this movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> not good man I wonder if they like well I don't know I wonder if they like meant to do like streaming only I don't know question. I have no idea it, it was Sony so I don't know like, like I wonder I, I wonder what the process was for making this movie because we didn't even really hear about it until like a few months ago right like literally a month and a half ago was the first time they dropped yeah. the trailer yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. even it's like the ratings cute. that you see on IMDB there's over 5,000 ratings and it leads up to an average of 5.6. Yeah. Like, I don't get how, though. You there know has what? to I be, like, say... some 2020, like, Weird maybe reasons. Stuff. Yeah. Like, I want, yeah. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder, too, honestly. I, I, you know what the best thing that this movie did for me was? It had a promotion on Sony Rewards that if you upload your movie ticket, you get 200 points. 
<laughs> really? Damn. So they really wanted people to see the movie that badly. Yeah, I got two dollars off of seeing this movie. I got a two dollar rebate. <laughs> cool. It's the best thing this movie gave me was my money back. Not even all of it, just a little bit of it. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Compensate you for a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh, they did them super dirty. Yeah, they really did. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about real quick is I did mention that went and saw uh, Ghostbusters the uh, mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Um, it's for the most part totally fine, honestly. Uh, I on I is that the I one think... with all the kids? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch I haven't of kids watched like I haven't watched any of the new Ghostbusters. Um, I think Finn Wolfhard is not given enough for his character. Like he's just not given much script to work with, so he can't really act. I don't think he has anything to act to. Um, the little girl who's the main character is extremely likable, extremely fun. I actually really liked her a lot. She is, uh, very fun. She's a really good character and her friend podcast is like kind of cringy in a lot of ways, but he works for the movie. Uh, (laughs) the parts where they're doing new stuff is the best parts of the movie. Um, like there's a couple of fun references in there that I think work really well. I think some of the stuff they do with, uh, I'm going to spoil Harold Ramis's ghost. Um, works pretty well i think like some of the stuff in the basement with like the guiding lamp and stuff like that is really cool in there and i think it works really well uh i think the ending got a little too cheeseball corn for me for and it's since like ghostbusters is not not like cheeseball at all Uh, i think it just didn't (laughs) fit didn't fit the tone for what ghostbusters is honestly um it's fine i understand what they were doing with that they're saying goodbye to a friend um in a lot of ways so I get it. I understand that part, but I think this movie is strongest when it's concentrating on the kid characters, and strangely enough, Paul Rudd. Uh, but Paul Rudd is extremely likable. He's yeah. a super fun dude. So he he is a highlight of the movie for sure. Uh, but yeah, there is a a joke in this that I absolutely loved. I'm gonna spoil it for everybody here. So I'm gonna spoil what Hello. my favorite part. I'm gonna spoil my favorite part of this movie. The little kid, uh, the main character. I cannot remember her name at all, but she has this whole thing to where she's telling science jokes the whole time. Cause like, that's her thing. She's a scientist. She's like a little kid scientist. Um, Jimmy says, I loved the ending. It was a beautiful tribute to Harold Ramis. It sure was. It really was. Um, I don't think it's terribly true to Ghostbusters as a whole, but I think as for like fans of him and people who loved him as a character, um, it works super well, honestly. But yeah, uh, I think Phoebe is her name. Yeah, I just pulled it up. It's Phoebe. Yeah, okay, cool. I remember the thing. Um, but yeah, her whole thing is like she's trying to make friends, and so she keeps telling these really lame science jokes. And my favorite one, hands down, it's actually really good. I really like it is, I'm, I'm, a t- I'm just going to tell a joke to you right here, Robbie. Okay. What's the difference between, or no, what do a hamster and a cigarette have in common? What do a hamster and cigarette have in common? I'm asking you. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> They're both completely harmless until you put them in your mouth and light them on fire. Jesus. <laughs> Fair? <laughs> it's my favorite part of this movie. It's such a fun joke. It's like super great. Uh, I really loved it. Actually. <laughs> uh, when it's just concentrating on being like a fun new Ghostbusters crew, it's really fun, honestly. And the, 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 there's a scene in the movie where they're just causing fucking chaos in the town. That scene is so much fun. It's really good. That is the that is the highlight action scene of the movie easily. Um, it is great. 
It's great. But yeah, yeah, I really that, like that movie. That's a really dark joke in a kids movie. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> another thing that I really liked but was super out of place, and I don't like it because out of place it was, is they of course bring Stay Puff back. It's in the, all the ads. You see like the little mini Stay Puffs. Yeah. Um, they're just shoehorned in. They're just stuffed in there. There's not a reason for them to be back. They're just in there now. Just are uh, just a uh, fan service. Literally, Paul Rudd is in the store, and then they start popping out of the bags. Like, there's no reason why they're doing that yet. The big chaos hasn't started. <laughs> They just start a bunch of little mini marshmallows. Remember Stay Puff? Literally. Was it cute? It was adorable and hilarious because all these Stay Puff start murdering each other in awful little ways because they're stupid little baby Stay Puffs. They like start making (laughs) s'mores out of each other, blending each other, like skewering each other. It's a really fun scene that's super out of place and does not make any sense to be in. (laughs) Jimmy says that Afterlife is way better than the all-females Ghostbusters. Oh, Which, hands down. I haven't seen either, so I couldn't say. Um, this re- Going to Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, uh, because I work at that weird swing shift that I work, uh, is like the f- second movie I've been to in three years. Um, also, Jimmy, I just I, w- I want you to know how bad this Resident Evil movie was. I would watch the 2016 Ghostbusters five times over before I watch Welcome to Raccoon City one more time. That's how bad Welcome to Raccoon City <laughs> yeah, was. He was he was pretty pissed whenever he left. So I've got to see yeah. it, man. I've got to see it. Yeah, we've hyped <laughs> up. We've hyped out how bad me... it is to them. Like I, I think Sam's expecting uh, Trolls Two, but in Resident Evil form. I'm expecting the worst fucking shit. <laughs> but it's not fun. Bad. It's just bad. Bad. Uh, he said the audio cut off on you. Uh, Dryas said that he would watch. Uh, the all-female <laughs> Ghostbusters five times over before watching Welcome to Raccoon City one more time. Which is how bad the Resident Evil movie was for him. It was just not good. It was not good. Um, I want to mention the Great British Baking Show really quick. Great British Bake Off? Yeah, they call it the Great British Baking Show. But yeah, it's the Bake Off here in the States. Um, Jorgen? Jurgen, Jurgen, I believe his name was Jurgen, was fucking robbed. He was goddamn robbed <laughs> of his trophy. I, he deserved I to win you. this competition. <laughs> Nobody's gonna okay. understand this. He was fucking nope. robbed. He's the best baker on that show I've ever seen. He was incredible. He's talented. You just had to let that out. The only time is I've ever Swedish? cheered for a German to win something. <laughs> oh, German! Sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> your goff sounds uh europeanish um, as you say almost norse jürgen his name is jürgen whatever your goff <laughs> your goff your goff your goff you're all goffs whatever <laughs> you're all goffs <laughs> man he's like i mean uh, listen the italian one he was the second best it was no matter what in the end it was going to be the Italian, uh, I can't remember his name. If anybody has Italian, the Italian Stallion. He was fucking cool. He was a great baker, also. Um, but <laughs> I know this is fucking lame, and nobody cares. But shut the fuck up. This is my time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been your time. Your <laughs> <laughs> um, the Italian ended up winning, which it was either going to be him or Jurgen. No matter what, it was going to be one of them winning this thing. There was no way anybody else was going to do it. But in the semi-finals, Jurgen got fucking robbed. So there's this thing. Paul Hollywood, he's yeah, one of the did. judges in the show, right? 
And he has this thing when he really likes something, when it's like basically a perfect bake, he he thinks he couldn't do better himself. It's just the perfect version of this bake. Oh, yeah. Weren't you telling me about this? <laughs> yeah, I was really annoyed. Um, he gave every contestant except for Jurgen a handshake. Like, this is the highest praise. Like, this is a big thing. Like, it's a whole meme thing. Like, if Paul Hollywood gives you a handshake, you're never going to get better than that. Like, it's the fucking thing. It's the bees and knees. Okay. He gave everybody but Jurgen a handshake, and then they fucking kicked off Jurgen that episode. He did not deserve to be kicked off. Why? It's bullshit. <laughs> anyway, Why this actually caused enough. Well, it, that's how the show works. It's a reality show, so, you know, everyone yeah. has to. It, someone has to get it, it's a competition. Everybody. Yeah. Um, but it caused enough of a controversy and enough people being angry at Paul Hollywood that he said he's probably going to retire giving people handshakes because people take it too seriously. So no more handshakes. Well, it did ruin that guy's career because of it. Well, I mean, it's not a career. He's just some dude. They're not like none of them are professional bakers. Uh They're all just people. Oh, they also don't get paid to be on the show. They just give up their life for two and a half months and go and film this thing for free. Weird. They get a platter. They can put cake on, though. (laughs) (laughs) Do they get get a two month vacation just to bake? Yeah, like like, room and board and stuff like that. I don't know. Huh. They must I would like yeah, I would assume they'd at least get room and board. Um, how, I don't know how it works now with COVID, but before COVID, they would all just go back home and then drive in or use the train to get in every weekend. Huh? Before hmm. and they'd have to do that at their own expense. They literally, there's no prize okay. package at the end. There's no like, you you get to like go and ho- make your own like bakery. Like it's literally they get a a cake thing that they can put their cake on and some flowers, and they win the bake off. <laughs> This, this very friendly competition. Yeah, <laughs> Jurgen was robbed. <laughs> it's a very friendly competition, but fucking Jurgen, man, <laughs> he was great. Um, they don't. <laughs> they aren't American. They don't need the money. They live for the experience. Exactly. <laughs> like literally. So here's another thing that's like really heartwarming about the show. Is like nobody like actively hurts anybody in this. In yeah. fact, some will take time out of their own bake to like go and help somebody else because they just want to see the person do well. Yeah. Um, it's it's very, very friendly competition. Um, at the end of it, there's always like a, what are they up to now? And at the end, it's always like, everyone's best friends and they love each other and they visit each other all the time. Like, it always so ends it's that It's very way. wholesome. It's extremely <laughs> wholesome. It is very the wholesomest British. of things. So, yeah, that's that's always Liz's favorite part, she said. Is when it, everybody when it shows that everyone's still like best friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're all still baking. Yeah. Unlike all the people who sing on American Idol. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. American game shows and like competitions, it's always like about the money or about the deal. This, you just get a nice glass thing that you can put a cake yeah. on. Um, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to look him up to see if I can remember his name. Like uh, a good example, because I remember like reading a thing not too long ago that was saying that like if you look back at like American Idol or The Voice, like um, America's Got Talent or any of those things, like most of the people like do the show and like just kind of fall off into obscurity. Yeah. And they don't really do anything yeah. with it. Like, every now and then, like, you know, you'll have people who still do stuff with their careers. Um, I guess in the Australian version of like, I guess Australia has talent. Um there's a guy that went on like there. Every country has their own version. Yeah, everyone, exactly. <laughs> um, there's one guy, and I cannot remember his name. It's I want to say Jacob something, but uh, he won the competition, and with the prize money, he actually opened up his own uh, his own studio, 
and like uh, makes his own albums at, or at his studio and makes albums for like other people in Australia for that. Dope. That yeah. would be that would be a great thing to do. That's also, absolutely. What's her name? Like it, like American Idol made a couple people famous because Kelly Clarkson is that her name right? Yeah, uh, Kelly like, Clarkson. Yeah. yeah, she was the very first one. Uh, now she's, she's like a talk famous. show host. I think and she's like a host on the voice and she's still like like yeah. pouring out hits and stuff like that like she's doing fine for herself she, she's doing more than fine she's <laughs> super loved everybody loves her she's doing great everybody loves Kelly Clarkson apparently that's what I say that every morning I wake up I get in the shower and I say to myself <laughs> man that fucking Kelly Clarkson everybody loves her <laughs> I wish I were Kelly Clarkson I say that every morning I do weird <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think. I know. I can't even think of like a song. <laughs> Since you've been gone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The only that one. That yep. I... Really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I didn't realize how many like hit songs. Um, not the Cheetah Girls, the other ones, Spice Girls. How many like hit songs the yeah. Spice Girls had? There are Dude, a ton Spice of like, Girls. Really Spice shit. Girls. There are a ton of Spice Girls songs that come on the radio, and I didn't realize they were Spice Girls. What really? Weird. Yeah, like I, I only realized this. I think it was like one. But we listen to them like constantly. I blocked it out. <laughs> yeah. Um I just pulled up a uh, American Idol win- winners since I couldn't find the other guy I was talking about. Um the ones that like are still relevant that people still talk about every now and then, at least that I have heard of, is like a Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood. Right, yeah, um, yeah. She is huge. David Cook, Philip Phillips, and no I think that's it. <laughs> Philip Phillips. That's such a bad name. Yeah. He's done a couple pretty big hit songs though. Like I heard about him before I found out that he's American Idol winner. It's not a good name, man. A lot of these names don't even like ring a bell. <laughs> like imagine if we called toast, toasty toast. Like <laughs> I do call toast, I blame his parents. toast. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about like toast? Yeah. Toast. Okay. So there's not like a musician called toast. Like I mean, there's probably a probably like <laughs> there's a toast or something on. There's a YouTuber named Toast. Sure, there like is. Little toast and like little cinnamon toast crunch or something like that. <laughs> little cinnamon toast crunch. Hell yeah. Google it right now, Robbie. <laughs> Google little cinnamon toast crunch. I I bet there's a fucking SoundCloud rapper L-I-L. with that name. L I L. I'll put a fucking dollar on this. Toast. Man. Oh, but yeah, Spice Girls. Um, the only reason I bring that up is because a song where they're like, "When I grow up, I want to be famous. Want to be in movies. Something, something, something." When I grow up, I want to be a girl. It is. No, it's not. It is. Isn't that like the Pussycat Dolls? No, I think that's Spice Girls. Uh, Maybe it's Pussycat Dolls. No, I'm look it up. So I think that there was like Doing a, all kinds a of weird like Cinnamon Toast Crunch remix. There is a SoundCloud rapper called Little Cinnamon Toast Crunch, though. <laughs> Fucking knew so it. So you're technically right. <laughs> Fucking knew it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a pussycat at all, sound... by the way. They're close enough. <laughs> uh, Spice Girls were oh, Spice Girls like and... one of the biggest girl groups ever. They fucking made a mark, you. In the 90s. Yeah. Let's see. Let's look up the what are they? Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Spice Girls top five hits. Let's see. Wannabe. Stop. To become one. To become Spice one. Up your life. Say you'll be there. I think. Yeah. I wait. Which one's wannabe? Is that? If you wanna be my love. Okay. Yep. I know that yeah, one. Yeah. What's stop? What's stop, Sam? 
Uh, I don't. I sort of remember that, but I don't remember like the tune. If you play it, you can only play five seconds, Rossi. I'm probably gonna play it low <laughs> enough to where like I can hear it and then I can sing it to you. <laughs> five seconds, or else we get sued. Um, meat. Lo- Jimmy says meatloaf is awesome. Meatloaf is awesome. Yeah. I'm not sure if we're talking about the food or the artist, but I agree with both. The artist. Speaking of uh, <laughs> meatloaf, actually, I've actually had the song Kickapoo stuck in my head for a while. Was meatloaf in that song? Yeah. Really? Yeah. For, um, for the Tenacious D? D? Yeah. He's in that song? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's the dad. Huh. That's cool. Is meatloaf still alive or did he die? <laughs> I feel like he was dead now. He was pretty big, right? Like size-wise. He was like a fat person. I have to no, put in Meatloaf artist, or else it's just going to be Meatloaf. Still alive. You're trying to kill him off prematurely. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the lyrics to stop by uh, them. I, I don't know if I would recognize it. S- sing it, Robbie. I'm sure you'll be in tune. Let I, me I see. It. Just can't, just can't play it. I know. Well, I'm playing it like really quiet. Like It's playing audio on my phone right now. <laughs> Let, Let me see. Spice- Spice Girl. Oh, stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a human touch. Hey, you always on the run. Gotta slow it down. For some reason, Sam's thinking Uh It's been 20 years and Sam still fucking hasn't nailed down. I bet she knows. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it was a lot. <laughs> we love the fucking Spice Girls, dude. I will so... say for like the fact that you're known nowadays for like listening to like a lot of like metal and gothic music and <laughs> um like the that kind of music, like whenever we were growing up, you, you were very much into like Backstreet Boys and InSync and Spice Girls nope. and Yep. And then heavy rebounds. Yeah. And then <laughs> I discovered fair, Lincoln Park and it was over from there. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like me and Dry, whenever we were like what, eight, uh used to listen to Nick or uh Aaron Carter. So Aaron Carter all day, Uri Day. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, yeah, I listened to too much of that. That was embarrassing. Um He's like I think we were, we already had a conversation we all make bad about decisions him. in the heat of the moment. Yeah, he's not doing great. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's like a mess. <laughs> um, he, I mean, a lot of child stars are. Let's be honest. From yeah. the looks of it, he just methed his teeth all away. Oh my god. god! Yeah, he's like always in the shadow of his super famous older brother. Yeah, which since we're technically a movie podcast uh nick carter actually did make a zombie movie really what? yeah it's a western zombie movie like directed that's weird it? like i think he wrote and directed it weird yeah i just remember nick like carter? about that one day yeah let me see <laughs> aaron carter an american rapper oh he does not look good <laughs> no i know yeah <laughs> I didn't realize how bad he looked until I had watched that one documentary about boy bands that Sam had told me to watch. Oh, yeah, he yeah. He has about as much tattoos on his face as Post Malone does. Dude's not in a good way. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Yeah. 
Oh God. I'm looking at like new photos of him now. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's not he's not doing he's not living his best life. Or maybe he is living his best life. <laughs> yeah. In his eyes, maybe. Maybe, Jim yeah. He Probably. even came out of an episode of Lizzie McGuire. That makes sense. Oh, Aaron Carter did? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that episode. Weird. Yeah, it was like... Uh, you know what I'm disappointed about? What? That that Lizzie McGuire spin-off, or not spin-off, but like sequel series didn't come out. Oh, yeah, yeah that was a that. thing, right? Yeah. yeah, Disney Plus canceled it before it really started production because they said it was too mature and not the audience they were going for. That's weird because like anybody that would be watching Lizzie McGuire would be like grown adults now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I don't remember a lot about Lizzie McGuire. I do remember, like, because of the age group we were when when it came out, like, we identified with the little brother more than anybody else. I didn't love Lizzie McGuire. I'm going to be open about that right now. I didn't yeah. love it. But I would have been very excited to see what they do with the new adaptation of it. Yeah, that's fair. I like, I liked Even Stevens. I yeah, remember young Even Shia LaBeouf. I remember it, but I can't say whether or not I liked it. Same. Like it was, I remember it being on TV. It's, I didn't like look forward to it. It was, it kind of fell under the realm of like, it's on TV. I'll watch it. There's nothing else on. Like I as kids Shia with like basic like, cable. I thought Shia LaBeouf was like super funny in that show. And then he like grew up and lost his funny. <laughs> he lost a lot of things. Sam, he didn't yeah. lose his funny. He became an artist. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Boo! Did you forget his art where he put an art installation on a wall and people just went and talked at it? Or did you forget the yeah. art piece he did where he hitchhiked across America? <laughs> Someone he, he hasn't been keeping up with art. Or the art piece he did where he put that flag up and 4chan found it. <laughs> or that art piece he did where he literally line for line stole an entire movie and then made it still? Oh, or the art piece he did where he watched all of his movies and recorded all of it too. <laughs> recorded himself watching his movies. Yeah. I think out of all like the art projects that he did, <laughs> the one that I kind of liked the most, because uh, like uh, I watched like the full thing of where the do it meme came from. Where he's like sitting <laughs> yeah. on the green screen yeah. going, do it! Yeah. Just do it! Like, um, What that was is I guess a lot of, uh, a bunch of, um, students at a college like wrote a little script for him to read out and, like the, it can only be like yeah. uh, a couple minutes long and like the entire thing is like 30 minutes long of him reading all these different scripts and like acting all of them out that just happened to be one of them and like you know that <laughs> whole thing is supposed to be like you know uh, if you want to get something done in, in life you just gotta you gotta stop doubting yourself and like just do the thing which like that was the whole idea of that one but like some of them are really good honestly <laughs> I mean listen he's not a bad actor I've seen him act very well in yeah. movies He's not bad. He's just a little fucking crazy. A little bit, yeah. He's just a little uh, self-involved, maybe. Some might call him eccentric. Self-important? Actual cannibal? Which eccentric isn't bad. He's just kind of... <laughs> very loud. An artist, you would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did He's do some not crazy just like some celebrity that fucking lost it at some point and just had enough money to do whatever the fuck he wanted with it. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely so not that. Weird shit. 
You know how we know he's not that? Because he wore a paper bag over his head at an award show once. That's how you know he's an artist. <laughs> yeah, he's he like, did. He wore a bag over his head that said, uh, no longer famous. That's kind of good. He would, <laughs> you know what? I feel like if he actually like kept on the comedy route, he would like have been one of those comedians that like OD'd or something. But who knows? Maybe it'll still happen. <laughs> I think he did. I think with Transformers, he kind of did do the comedy route, and that just didn't work for him. Hmm. I mean, you say that like he could have OD'd. I know that he went to uh, the drunk tank more than a handful of times for being an asshole at some event and getting too drunk and then being belligerent. It's like he talked about it on a t- on a talk show. Like I'm I'm paraphrasing, but like he was talking about it and like. How, you know, it's like, cause you know, you, when you go to these events, you drink cause there's, are uh, there's drinks to have there. So, you know, you don't want to say no. So you just have some drinks and then apparently you have too many drinks and eventually someone leads you out um, and you end up in a jail cocaine. cell for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, somebody asks you to do a, a line of blow off of their erection. You don't say no. You're out of here. <laughs> <erection. laughs> yeah, nobody's saying no at this. Like the guy just has Coke on his erection. He's like, Hey, what are you going to do? Just like let that Coke sit on his erection? No, you're going to snort it. What? There's not a toilet seat around. You got to do something. You don't have a mirror. You've got to figure it out. <laughs> I will say that, that like Jerry says he's a good guy who's made some bad choices and is currently cleaning up his act. I do hope the best for him. I really do. Like I, if there's anything yeah. that I love in Hollywood, it's a redemption story. Yeah. Everybody does. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, like I Shia... actually a good ex- oh, go on. Sorry. Shia LaBeouf has never been something that I hated. He's just like a little odd and maybe like too into himself but like also i don't know again i think he could have been like a comedian actual comedian the real question is whether he actually wanted to be yeah that's true maybe he didn't really want to take that route too Yeah. yeah but maybe he was just like a child actor that got you know the same sort of fucking treatment and then eventually just fucking Went crazy from being in the whole industry. I mean, I, I don't want to say went crazy, but like, <laughs> genuinely, the fact that he was a child actor for Disney and he hasn't like done something that will irreparably, irreparably destroy his life in the future is uh-huh. incredible. Yeah, because <laughs> I think I think Miley's just getting past the point where I think that she's like. Okay, like yeah, this these things in my past fucked me up, and I need to like face those head on instead of trying yeah. to deal with them with like another way. And I think like maybe Shia is getting to that point as well. It's just like it, it's like really shitty for them. <laughs> I say it's really shitty for them, but like for child actors, especially like Disney, where you have to keep like this pure image for you know however long you're under contract for and you're not really allowed to like grow up like a normal kid would grow up especially like away from media and you know media saying shitty horrible things about you like constantly like that of course you're not going to grow up and be fucking sane <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of fucking shit for a kid yeah to go through i mean even by today's standards that's Excuse me. That's a lot of shit for adults, too. Yeah. Like there's some people like um, a lot of pop stars. Like I keep on hearing news about a lot of them, like having to deal with the media and like having them say negative things about them, whether it's like 
Liz, or Lizzo or Taylor Swift or yeah. Adele or like any of those other big pop idols. Like whenever something bad is said about them, like it spreads like fucking wildfire and like they're just basically crucified on on media. I was going to say the internet, but not even just the internet, like media in general. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, ima- like, imagine this, right? You're 14 years old. You got a big hit show going on. <clears throat> And your manager has str- has struck a deal with Disney that not only are you going to be the star of this show for another 120 episodes or whatever, but they also have years. a record deal set out for you and a movie deal. Yeah. And you can't say no because they worked so hard to get you here. And imagine mm-hmm. all the jobs that you're going to be destroying for all these people. You're going to be destroying homes if you don't take this kid. you got to take hey. this deal. <laughs> yeah. like, just imagine the pressure that a 15-year-old is under. I can't imagine having people be telling me that shit now at the age of 30, let alone when I was 15 and didn't know anything. I mean, it's well, not, like not even like, sorry, oh. it's not even uh, like um, a manipulation under like the company or whatever and all these people trying to make money off of them. And it's also like a lot of the times the parents can be really shitty and they exploit their kids for money. And, you yeah. know, we see this fucking constantly look and at uh it's... fucking what's his name home alone kid um, oh yeah Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. yeah like his parents just yeah. stole every fucking dime from him I mean look it's at Britney Spears she just got out of her conserva- conservatorship whatever it's called conservatorship. yeah because <laughs> uh after I've met, I don't know like the whole story behind it so I, I might be getting some details wrong but like with the whole Britney Spears thing because Whenever she had her meltdown back in 2008, she needed help getting back on her feet. And so she had a conservatorship with her father and her father is basically like, I'm going to help you with your, like help you with your life. I'm going to like help you manage your money. I'm going to help you manage your estate and help you, you know, all, all your finances and stuff like that. I'm going to help you get back on your feet. Mm-hmm. 2021, he's still on that conservatorship. She cannot spend a dime or a dime of her own money without him saying anything about it. She's not allowed to marry her boyfriend. She's not allowed to have any more kids with the guy that she's with or, or marry him or mm-hmm. uh, go on tour or do any of these things because her father said no. Like uh, technically he has um, the right of attorney over her. So he can like he has control over her, her life basically. And she basically mm-hmm. said, I wanted it back. And he's just like, yeah, no, that's not happening. And she had to fight until just recently to get it back. Yeah, but yeah. honestly, the the breakdown she, that she had was 100% forced by the media. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's Always, and- like every fucking breakdown you see, and it's like the media presence and all the fucking bullshit is not making it better because, like, yeah, yeah. because a lot of people have fucking mental breakdowns. Imagine, like, being in the spotlight and like also having access to all kinds of drugs and you know yeah and well i think it's like the whole drug things too like yeah i was gonna say like they have the stress of like dealing with the media of like oh sorry it took me two hours to get here i had people taking pictures of me and asking me dumb questions and i couldn't get out of my park or my driveway in order to get here and like i'm super stressed out because of this and now i have to uh, work on getting this deal out because there's all these sound or you know like all these people that are help producing this to help get this album out and i'm stressed out of my mind over this whole thing I'm like oh do a bump of coke really quick it'll help you feel better yeah and like and it just spirals out of control or after stuff like that yeah and like going back to Culkin, like he's doing a- incredible for himself now yeah uh he's married yeah. he he looks fucking fantastic he has a podcast out that's honestly very entertaining he does like collabs with a bunch of different youtube people all the time like he is an extremely enjoyable person. He's a really good actor. He is the only shining light in the newest season of 
American Horror Story. He is literally the only thing I enjoyed about that. Um, he did incredible. Like, I am so, so glad that he is back on his feet, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I was going to give you probably a worse uh, example of that. I was going to say when it comes to redemption stories is uh, Rebecca Black, out of all people. Because uh, oh, yeah, she she's known for that too. one song by a lot of people. Apparently, she actually, uh, you know, as an adult, decided that she's going to take some singing lessons, decided she was going to like learn how to write music and everything. And she actually has come out with a couple of albums. And honestly, for being someone who's not a pop guy, they're not bad. Like they're pretty decent. <laughs> it's kind of her redemption story in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her story is really weird, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Especially when you like look into the gritty details of it, of like how that was basically a song that like some other dude written wrote for her because uh, her parents, decided like make a are like hey how about you make your own music video for your 14th birthday and like gave it to this production <laughs> company that is known for some of the worst songs ever made and it was all done like the guy who does the rapping in Black Friday or not, not Black Friday in Friday by Rebecca Black uh, <laughs> you get what I mean uh, the guy who does the rap he's the one who actually wrote that song but because like she's the fr- forefront of it uh, all the hate was directed towards her instead of his production company yeah <laughs> It is it is insane, yeah. but uh, our last live show got cut off because we went too long. I don't want that to happen again. That's fair. Podbean uh, is a real stickler about that. Yeah, we cannot do this for longer than two hours at a time. Yeah. Um. So, real quick, I just want to say, uh, thank you there, Kirkley Hennessy Show. Appreciate that. Um. Also, I want to say real quick, uh, Battlefield 2042, real broken on PC, kind of broken on console right now. Yeah. Uh, the new patches are coming out, fix a bunch of things, and also break a bunch of things at the same time. Um, <laughs> and I've been starting to get into Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, Again? Yeah, I just, keep try- <laughs> I just keep trying. I don't know why. No, that's fair. And it is... You're trying to get me into it, too. <laughs> it runs slightly... Not slightly. It runs much better on PS5. Um, plays better when it's running better. Uh, played some with Rocky, friend of the show, and, uh, it's a good time. It's an MMO, so I don't know what kind of legs it has for me, but I'm enjoying myself. Playing a class I never have before, I'm playing, like, a weird mage thing, which I've never, never do in games like this, so yeah. we'll see what happens. That's, like, all I do um, in games like that. <laughs> I usually go for, like, uh, an archer or, like, a dude with a big old hammer. So either barbarian or ranger. Mage, yeah. sorcerer. Any magical thing. Just anything with magic. It's <laughs> <laughs> just fun. Uh, but yeah, there's not like a whole whole lot to say about Battlefield 2042. It's a ton of fun, and uh, it's going through its Battlefield phase right now. In a couple months, it'll be a very, very good game. Right now, it's uh, it's Battlefield. It's, it's, I it's played the opening a little bit of it. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty cool. I still suck at it. Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, as long as you enjoy yourself, that's what counts, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if anybody wants to get a hold of us, you can do that at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, the email is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find all of our socials and some other places to listen to us with our link tree, L I N K T R dot E E forward slash L O I P. Um, Robbie, yeah. Uh, take us out of here. So, first and foremost, Thank you, Kirkley Hensley Show, for sending us a coffee. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Second of all, if you're out and about, make sure to stay safe out there. Stay six feet apart. Wear a mask. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. 
get vaccinated if you can. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been listening since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sam. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody out there listening. Hopefully you have a great week out there. Hopefully the holidays are going to be great. We'll be back in a couple weeks with our end-of-the-year content, saying all the stuff we watched throughout the year, rating it. It's going to be a great time. Talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye. Bye.